What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and this week, the second week uh, of our our special guest, Chris Abacon, joins me. How are you doing? I'm doing well today, Ryan. Yourself? Oh man, I can't complain. So, uh, if you have not tuned in to our previous week, uh, Chris joined us last week. Um, in Shannon's absence. So he's been a great special guest. Uh, the first time I've done a special guest for two weeks back to back. So we definitely appreciate Chris for all of his efforts. And we want to jump right into the story. So this is uh, breaking news, right? So uh, this one comes from ABC News. Uh, it's written by Pat Eden Robe from the Associated Press. The title of the article is A Cyber Attack Has Disrupted Hospitals and Healthcare in Several States. So in Manchester, Connecticut, uh, a cyber attack has affected computers at hospitals in multiple states. So not just Connecticut, but this one comes out of Connecticut, the article, uh, forcing some emergency rooms to close and ambulances to be diverted. So what do you think about this, Chris? Uh, I really think that the healthcare industry specifically is very susceptible to cyber attacks because one of its inherently caring nature and two, at the end of the article, they specifically state that the attack surface of a you know hospital system you know hospital group it's very large right you've got uh, clinics you know satellite clinics with like uh, main hospital branches right and I was just thinking about it as I was reading the article how many times do you go into the doctor's office right and there's just a computer just sitting there right and you'd be ten you'd be left alone with that computer right so if that asset isn't fully secured it doesn't it, it has the that loss prevention technology, you know, somebody could just plug in a USB drive, you know, upload a virus or some kind of worm into it, right? So I think that there's a lot of ways in which somebody with a malicious intent could do damage to a uh, hospital system. Um, I definitely think that there might, you know, at the, at the heart of it, right, it, it's not the first thing on a practitioner or a healthcare practitioner's mind, cybersecurity is, hey, how can I help the patient? Right. Um, and security, honestly, is kind of the opposite side of the spectrum. We're more, you know, discerning. We're trying to see, hey, how is this guy or gal trying to get something out of us? And um, the human aspect of it, you know, there's a lot of um, potential attack vectors. Right. But I definitely think that the hospital systems throughout the country and throughout the world definitely need to do, take a hard look at their own cybersecurity practices and see where we can find, they can find the gaps and address those as needed. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to say it was, uh, I mean, I can't remember how long ago it was, but I remember WannaCry, right? That was yeah, that's the, right. Uh, National Health Service, right? So in NHS, um, they had computers that were like Windows 95, Windows XP, uh, I always joke, say, uh, Millennial Edition, the ME, right? That's when I joined the military <laughs> back in 2003. I think that was very short, very short run. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, it is very expensive and uh, it is a lot of work to upgrade your systems, uh, but you can't just let it go, right? So I don't know what happened in this respect just yet. So they're still uh, looking into it. So these were hospitals run by Prospect and Prospect is out of... I think the list was Texas, California, uh, Connecticut, Connecticut, Rhode Island, based. and Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. So, 
they have a uh, a wide assortment of hospitals. Uh, right now, the FBI has jumped into it. Uh, the White House has released a statement saying that the uh, National Security Council was uh, uh, aware of it and tracking. So this one has received very big attention because uh, we don't want to want to cry situation here in the States, obviously, where it took down NHS for a very long period of time. Um, it was a, a ransomware attack at that time. So um, it was one of the most sophisticated and one of the largest uh, in the world. Uh, when it did happen. So we're very uh, sensitive to to that type of situation. Uh, we obviously don't want to repeat here in the States. And like you said, uh, healthcare is uh, very, very far behind, uh, it seems uh, anyway, because uh, I see a lot of these different articles pop up. This one just so happened to be within our window when we start to collect our, you know, our shows for the week and what have you. And it just kept evolving. It went from a hospital to several hospitals to several states. Uh, and who's who's to say what Monday looks like, right? Uh, when this one uh, uh, debuts. So uh, again, there, there's a lot of work to be done in the healthcare uh, side of the house. What surprisingly, like, so you brought it to my attention, like leaving the computer in front of people and things of that nature. Um, what we don't see in the military or in the VA, I had my first VA appointment, uh, is that aspect of it because of uh, common access cards and things of that nature. Like the, the security being performed by DOD installations is much different than that of, of civilian sector, right? So as consultants, we see that as well. Like, uh, I don't know, if you like me have talked to a customer has a policy and then like the physical security just doesn't seem to be existent, really you know what right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that's a lot of our bias as well. Cause I'm just like, mm. where well, are your cipher locks and you're, you're this and you're that. And then I'm thinking of like a TS facility. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't need those type of, um, you know, uh, uh, we don't we don't have to practice that. We don't uh, necessarily need those type of securities. We're not worried about somebody selling national security uh, secrets and things mm -hmm. of that nature. But there there's a balance there. So uh, I do my best to to not belittle, right? Because again, like they don't need to have skiff like levels of protection. Uh, but at the same time, like who's protecting your server farm? Like, do you just have one key that you're just handing out? Like, do you have a visitor log? Do you have um, uh, CCTV, like what? What are your security measures? You have a person at the at the the front desk, uh, and you talk to some people who don't have any of the above. Um, they just never thought about that. They don't have to. They don't. They never thought that it was necessary. But then when you start to go dig into the policy, you're like, well, you do this exceptionally well, and then you're missing these things just because of trust and things of that nature, right? Um, not to say that that's the same thing happening here on the healthcare side, because I think that they are becoming more um, restrictive because of the wanna cries and things of that nature, but you still see a lot of it. You just like, is it is it that the attackers are are sophisticated and they're they're able to to bypass these things, or is it the training of your clinicians, right? Like I understand they have to be rock stars when it comes to the practice of saving lives, but are are they actually, you know, are they just clicking through the CBT or are they actually paying attention? Um so I, I would be interested to see what comes out of this to see if it was uh, due to uh, maybe lax vendor, or it was because of, you know, a malicious link, or if, um, you know, it's an insider threat, like what what caused this specific incident to happen, um, and go from there. So very interesting. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's impacting at least five states, several hospitals, 
Uh, I feel bad for those who were in the midst of this in the in the back of an ambulance and had to be diverted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, hopefully there are no fatalities um, uh, due to this. And I like to see how this, you know, further um, evolves. Right? Like, hopefully they've they've already nipped in the bud. The FBI is involved now, so hopefully they they are able to to help them uh, fix the breach and start to roll things back. So we will see. Any last words? Yeah, so the end of the article asked or stated that each of these breaches cost an organization about $11 million a piece on average. That's a, that's a ton, right? So right. Um, one other thought I had as well was if this keeps happening, right? These, these is the, this is the one of the most susceptible sectors in the economy for cyber attacks. Is the government going to start mandating, you know, uh, you know, socks, sock two levels of uh, security for hospitals? And if that's the case, there's also there's going to be a lot more in play in the future, right? So, health, cybersecurity, and, and specifically cybersecurity with respect to healthcare, I definitely think the industry is going to grow in the next few years. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you have your your high trust and all that other mm -hmm. good stuff currently out there. Like those frameworks are just going to get more robust because uh, we, uh, again, it's it's about patient safety. Like um, I, me and Shannon talked about an article about what we believe could have been the first uh, fatality. Um, uh, a lady went into labor, showed up to the hospital, everything's down, all charting was down, monitoring was uh, iffy, and uh, unfortunately, she lost her, her child, right? Mm -hmm. So just think of that being compounded by five states, like what what was missed, what potentially harm was was caused uh, due to this incident. So we, we'll see, we'll see what the fallout is and hopefully this will not become a trend for 2024. So with that being said, uh, definitely continue to tune in through the podcast. Uh, again, Chris will be here all week. So Monday, Tuesday, our topics, Wednesday discussion, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. I always forget to tell you to do, but I'm going to remind you uh, next episode and, and they're, they're uh, on. And then uh, hit us up uh, all the websites that go by your name. You can give me a personally. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. I'm on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Twitter, and Threads, but not really, because is anybody really on Threads? And you, Epicon? <laughs> or Chris? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on LinkedIn or Chris Epicon. First person to pop up. Promise. <laughs> there it is. A Bacon. A Bacon. Check him, check him out. But stay safe. Stay secure. Thank you.